action. That he came to inaugurate a movement. That he came to literally change the world. And if you've been following along with this series seriously enough, like if you've really been thinking about the passages we've been covering, if you've really been looking and diving into the words of Jesus, you should feel very frustrated right now. You should feel angry. You should feel a sense of, Jesus, when are you actually going to get to the good stuff? Because, you know, people, the original people who were listening to Jesus, and maybe yourselves, you've heard rumors of Jesus, and you're like, man, I know he's about a revolution. I know he's going to change the world and turn it upside down. I know he's got this big dream to see the kingdom of God come to earth. When is he going to start talking about it already? When is he going to actually do something? You see, maybe some of you, you've come to Jesus, and you're like, Jesus, I'm an advocate for this cause. Let's go change the world. And up to this point, maybe you've been disappointed because a lot of what he's been talking about has been your heart. That maybe some of you felt like the first listeners of Jesus, you felt like a revolution was about to burst forth in the world, that Jesus was really actually gonna do something incredible and you were gonna get to be a part of it and then you've heard his words and you've been disappointed. You've been frustrated. Because the Jesus that you wanted is not the Jesus that's showing up in scriptures. And here's why. Because Jesus knows that there is a more difficult task than changing a system, than changing something out there. The the, the craziest, the most daunting, the hugest thing that Jesus could ever actually conquer and overcome would be the human heart. It'd be your heart, it'd be my heart. And so everyone up to this point is very disappointed in what Jesus has to say because they're looking for him to lead a rebellion against Rome who has conquered them and who is holding them captive. And Jesus says, look, before we overcome Rome, we've got to overcome the human heart. And so up to this point, as you've been reading Jesus, he's talking a lot about, hey, when you give to people, don't tell anyone. He says, when you pray, go into a quiet place and I want it to look like this. That he's, Jesus has been talking a lot about our heart and here's why. Closeness with Jesus, intimacy with Jesus brings about change in your life. If you're sitting there and you're like, man, it just hasn't been any change in my life. I'd ask the question, how close is Jesus right now? Because that's what Jesus does, but he doesn't just bring change to your circumstances. And some of you are here and you're like, I hate this thing that I'm going through. I hate this thing that this person has done to me. I'm so angry at this person. And Jesus is going, you know what, before we deal with that, I'm actually concerned with your heart. I'm actually concerned with changing and working on your heart. And as we do that, we will lead a revolution. As we do that, we will change the world. Charlie, my son, he, um, he is in week two of being in a kung fu class, okay? It's like the cutest thing ever because Charlie, Charlie is in a kung fu class with a bunch of other four-year-olds, right? And he's got a shifu and shifu does like the pose and he's like, Wah! like all this crazy stuff, right? He's, the guy's awesome. And his shifu, his shifu will tell Charlie to like stand in position. And so Charlie stands in his position and then he goes, ready stance. And he goes, ready stance. And then Shifu says this, he says, he says, what are we training for? And do you know what these four-year-olds yell out? World championship. 
Literally, he's training, he's training these four-year-olds. Like, Char- Charlie doesn't know how to punch at all. He's not really powerful. He's not super strong yet. He has no idea what's going on. He's four years old. And the Shifu, the trainer, he is going, what are we training for? Four-year-olds, what are we here for? We are here for the world championship. And I, I, I remember the first time he said it, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, like you should be training for preschool, right? Like, you should, you should be training to not pee your pants. That's the goal right now. You know what I mean? But Shifu has this bigger dream. He says, no, no, no. In these little disciplines, in these little steps of learning the position you're supposed to be in, in the practice of punching and blocking and the mundane, we are training for the world championship. So students, I want to remind you, as we're almost halfway through this, that even in the mundane and even in the challenging and even as we're going to read, we're going to read a passage about fasting. Maybe some of you don't even know what that is. And that's like the least exciting spiritual discipline ever. Maybe you're frustrated. You're going, really, Jesus, when are we going to get to this revolution? And he's going, what are we training for? The kingdom of God. What are we training for? To see a revolution. But we can't go out and do a revolution. You can't go into your schools. You can't go into your neighborhoods. You can't go into your friend circles and really make a significant difference without Jesus first making a significant difference in your heart. And some of you are so passionate. You're so advocates for whatever that thing is. But you got to know, you can't make a significant difference until Jesus has made a significant difference in your heart. And so Jesus is going to talk about fasting. But before we get to what Jesus had to say, we're going to look at the very first time the word fasting is used in Scripture. We're going to look at a middle passage, and then we're going to look at the last time that it's ever used in Scripture. We're going to look at kind of what is the history of fasting, what is it meant, and then I have a really practical challenge for each of you to take. So find me and Judges chapter 20. You can see it up on the screen. Hold Matthew 6. Judges chapter 20, beginning in verse 26. The people of God have just been desecrated. There's like 18,000 people dead in this moment. And the very first word, the very first time fasting gets used is in Judges chapter 20, verse 26. It says this. Then all the Israelites, the whole army they went up to Bethel and there they sat weeping before the Lord they fasted that day until and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord so what is fasting fasting is with going not participating in food or other things for a larger purpose in this context in the very first time that it's used in scripture we see that fasting is connected to weeping And so some of you maybe have heard about this idea of fasting. You're like, well, when would fasting be appropriate? When would it be appropriate for me to not eat food for a a season or maybe go without some other social media or go without this thing that I'm used to doing, this place I'm used to going to? When would it be appropriate to do it? The very first context is when you're mourning. And you see, the, the, the desire behind fasting is that you would connect more intimately with God. That is, you say, God, I'm going to go without this thing that I sometimes in my heart believe I can't live without. I'm going to see you and I'm going to know you because I got to fix my gaze on you. you. You see, fasting, fasting is actually a sign of spiritual maturity. It's a sign that you recognize that you need and you desire God. 
Because what you say when you fast is you say, I'm going to forego, I'm going to go without this thing, whether it be food or whatever it may be, for the purposes of seeking God. When is the appropriate place for that? The very first example in scripture is when you're sad, when you're mourning, when you're confused, when something devastating has happened in your life. I wonder if there's some of you in this room who right now something very devastating has happened, and I wonder if God wants to reveal himself to you, and as you get rid of a distraction, whatever it may be, and as you fix your eyes on Jesus, you will see him and experience him as you fast, as you go without. Another time we see it in scripture is in Zechariah chapter 8, verse 19. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 19. We actually see it used as a form of celebrating. It says this. This is what the Lord Almighty says. The fast of the fourth, fifth, seventh, and tenth months will become joyful. They will become glad occasions and happy festivals for Judah. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. If you're anything like me, a lot of times my relationship with Christ looks, I'm really desperate for him in seasons when I'm mourning, when I'm hurting, when I'm broken. But then all of a sudden, something good happens. All of a sudden, the pieces come back together. All of a sudden, I'm having a great day, and I immediately neglect and forget God, and God is going, you know what? There's also a place for fasting when you're celebrating, when things are going really well. Because when you fast, you recognize your need and your desire for God. And then the last place that it ever shows up in Scripture is in Acts chapter 14, verse 23. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. The first example of fasting is when they were mourning. The second example is when they were celebrating. And the third and final example in all of scripture of people fasting is when they were discerning. I think tonight you are in at least one of those camps. That tonight you're, at, you, you're sad about something, you're bummed about something, you're mourning something. I would encourage you to fast. I'm gonna explain a little bit more of how I want you to do that, but I would encourage you to fast as a way of seeking God. Maybe you're celebrating. Maybe something has really awesome happened in your life and to, to protect yourself from making that thing an idol and neglecting God, you need to say, hey, I'm gonna go without this because I wanna seek God, I wanna praise God, I wanna thank God in this moment. And then the last example was when the church was discerning what God wanted to do. And I wonder if there's some of you who you've got a big decision. That you've gotta decide whether you're gonna date that person or not. You gotta figure out if you're gonna go to that place or not. That you got invited to this thing this weekend and you're honestly wondering if it's really the best thing for you. That maybe now is a season for you to fast as you discern what it is that God would want you to do. So taking that into consideration, listen to the words of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 16, we continue with Jesus' teaching. He says this, when you fast. What does that tell us? What does it tell us that Jesus begins with when you fast? What does that begin? What does that tell us? Was fasting an option for Jesus? Did he say, hey, if you want to, you should fast, right? Like if you've had three Pop-Tarts, which is my case, like every Wednesday night, I eat so many Pop-Tarts, I love it. I eat a lot of Pop-Tarts. And he's like, man, when you feel like it, when you want to. No, 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 he says, when you fast. Meaning Jesus assumes that his followers will fast. It's not enough up for conversation. I gotta be honest with you guys, this is very convicting for me. 
I honestly, and you're looking at my figure, you're like, no, that's not true. No, I've honestly, I don't know if I've ever fasted. Like, I don't know if that's been a part of my life. I, I don't, I, I've never really seen it as significant and important. And, and yet as I'm reading this and I'm reading other scriptures, I'm realizing Jesus actually assumes it. It's commanded all throughout scripture. So maybe there's something in it for me. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Culturally, this is really, really interesting. Culturally, Mondays and Thursdays were the days that all the people would go to the market and they would do their shopping and they would do their bidding and it was a social gathering. It was kind of like, like a cool outdoor mall where tons of people gather on the weekends and hang out. That's what these markets were like. And the hypocrites, meaning the religious leaders, the actors, the phonies, the fakes, they were known, they were known for going into those places with literally like ash on their face walking kind of like weak because they wanted everybody to know that they were fasting. You see, they had forgot that fasting is appropriate when you're weeping and you're mourning. It's appropriate when you're celebrating. It's appropriate when you're discerning. And instead they replaced it with sort of a, a self-righteousness, a, a, a way of bragging about how religious and awesome you were. And then Jesus says this, but when you fast... Put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You see, the, the painful discipline of fasting shows that you have spiritual maturity. It shows that you need him and that you desire him, but it's not about getting the attention of anybody else. Have you ever seen one of those things like where somebody throws up on Facebook like, I'm out for a month, right? I won't, be, I won't be back for a month, right? And they make like this really, really big deal about it. I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, man, I, I want you to fly under the radar because I, I don't want you to miss what it's actually about. He said, I want to transform your heart. And so I want to ask you two questions. And the first one is this. What are you going to fast from and what are you fasting for? What are you fasting from and what are you fasting for? I just want to get this out there and say it. If there's any of you in this room, whether you're a young man or a young woman, and you're struggling with body image, you're struggling with an eating disorder, don't fast from food. Don't do it. Because you'll just tempt yourself. You'll just tempt yourself to go about it for the wrong motives. But I want to encourage all of you, and we're going to pray about this right now. I want to ask you this question. Jesus assumes that you will fast. And maybe for some of you, you say, I'm going to go without lunch tomorrow. And again, if you're in that camp where this would be unhealthy for you, I'm telling you, don't do it. Don't do it, because that's not the purpose. But a fast is saying, I'm going to forego something that I will think about throughout the day, that I will want to do throughout the day. And instead of doing that, I will seek Jesus. I will pray. I will focus on God. I will read scripture. I will bring the concern that I have before him. And so I wonder, what do you need to fast from? And what do you need to fast for? What if God wants to reveal himself? So I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to fast from for this month, for the next month. My, one of the lamest things that I do, and it's like an addiction of mine, is as soon as I wake up in the morning, I roll over, I grab my phone, and I immediately check my texts, I immediately check my emails, I immediately go on Instagram, I immediately check all the stuff that I have going on. You know what ends up happening? Literally, before I've gotten out of bed, I already feel overwhelmed. 
I, I, I see all the things I missed out on. I see all the things I have to deal with. I see all the frustrations, all the opportunities, and all of a sudden I'm just overwhelmed. And so I made a commitment to the Lord as I was preparing for this sermon that what I'm gonna fast from is I'm gonna fast from starting my day with my phone and instead start my day with Jesus. And so, and it's crazy because it seems so simple, but for me, honestly, getting out of bed and not grabbing my phone, it's like we have this like tractor beam. We're like attracted, we're like drawn to each other. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking about it. And, and I literally want to get out of bed and I want to check all of it, but I'm making a commitment to because I want to seek Jesus. As I'm fasting from checking my phone in the morning, then I'm going to immediately head downstairs early before the kids get up. And I'm going to spend time with Jesus before the world hits me, before all the stuff gets at me. And so I want to ask you a question. What are you going to choose to fast from? See, we could do something like all of us are off Facebook for a week, you know, or all of us are done with Instagram for a month or Snapchat, delete Snapchat. If you haven't heard me say this before, just delete Snapchat. I don't even care about that. Delete that one. That's a command. Okay. It's in there somewhere. John three seventeen. delete it. But, but I wonder if for you, I wonder if for you, if I ask you this, what do you need? What do you need to fast from? And rather than doing sort of a group-wide, we're all doing this fast that may affect some of us more than others, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the challenge on each one of you. And as you go back in your small groups, I want you to share with each other, what are you fasting from and what are you fasting for? Are you in a place of mourning or celebrating or discerning what to do? Will it be food for you? Will it be a meal Will it be a social media? Will it be partying? Maybe for some of you, you're like, I'm just partying like every weekend and you're going, you know, I'm giving that up for the month. I don't know what it is for you, but I want you to share in your small group, what are you gonna fast from? What are you gonna forego? What are you gonna not have in your life so that you can seek Jesus? What is the purpose for you? Why are you doing that? And then as a small group, you're gonna hold each other accountable. Let me give you a few announcements real quick, then we're gonna do our small group. I forgot about these.